the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today. It is Open Phone Friday. Anything you want to talk about, we will talk about it today. Any subject, 888-528-2557. Maybe you've got a uh, Bible question. Maybe there is something that you didn't get to earlier this week you want to follow up with. Today is the day for that, 888-528-2557. Any subject. And as we get going, there is, you know, some special, special things we're on watch for uh, today during our show. Maybe some live breaking news, which it's a big deal for uh, Los Angeles area, Southern California. It's Baseball news, not a sports show, you know, but uh, we're watching this. Is it true? Here is the the latest and greatest rumor, rumor report on uh, Angel player Shohei Otani, who is a free agent and looking for other teams. Is it true that the Los Angeles Dodgers have telephoned their pitcher, Joe Kelly, who just signed an $8 million contract himself, who happens to be number 17 and said, we'd like you to give up. Your number 17. Is that true? Yeah, buddy. It could be true. It could be true. According to Bob Nightingale at USA Today, it either is true or it's not true. That's what he put in his article. It's either true or it's not true. Okay. See, it's you could put that in any article. It's This is either true or not true. In fact, they should just put that in every single newspaper article that is written today about politics or whatever. This might be true, or it might not be true. Yeah, buddy. Anyway, we're on watch because they think that uh, some decision might get made today. And, uh, you know, if, if he comes over to the Dodgers uh, from Anaheim, uh, California Angels, as I still like to say, uh, that's a big deal, you know, for the Dodgers. They'll probably, in the regular season, win 135 games and then lose in the first round of the playoffs, right, to whoever. Uh, you, you know another fun fact? Yes. Uh, the man who, the doctor who performed the surgery on him this uh, this past season. Right. Works for the Dodgers. Oh, he does. Huh? <laughs> Some inside information. I did not know that. So he yeah, went to- he works for the Dodgers. Uh, so if he wants to, and apparently he wants to come back as a two-way player like he was known for being that's the thing i think is that maybe if you don't really follow this an amazing thing about shohei otani is he pitches and he he hits so he plays every day he's a pitcher he's a great pitcher and he's a great hitter he is at the moment maybe the best player in baseball if not one of and one of the best probably ever like you know who else did that babe ruth you gotta there are still records that babe ruth has i think is pitching or maybe I might it might be remembering that his last record only as a pitcher, Babe Ruth, got taken over last year, I think. Something like that. So now the thing is, of course, if he joins the Dodgers, I don't know if the Dodgers have a real good track record at hiring, uh, you know, signing uh, great players to big, huge contracts who have had injuries. No, only Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Okay, those two are working out uh, so far. We still have a championship, though. 
Like, how much are you going to have to pay Shohei Otani? Uh, a lot. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to have to pay him an awful lot of money. In fact, in fact, another rumor I heard is that the Angels, California Angels, they uh, they still have not given up. That I don't know if this is a joke or if it's true, but it might be true that they would give him ownership in the team to sign for them. They may not be able to afford the contract, but we'll let you have the team. You could own us. I think that's happened in other sports. Is that right? Uh, yeah. I mean, you can look at uh, soccer. A lot of soccer stars do that. Look at Messi with uh, Miami. Yeah, so that's possible. Now, I'm getting a text here uh, from listener Todd. He says he won't pitch till 2025 because of the surgery. Is that right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. So well, that's... then why is this even a story? Yeah, that's uh, so that's why when he comes back next season, he will only be hitting. Oh, he'll only be he won't pitch, so but he'll he won't hit. Pitch, but he all wants right. to get back to being a pitcher, a two way player. Oh, I see. I all right, I'm tracking with you now. I thought he's not out the whole year, right? So he could, and now that there's a designated hitter, he could he could do that. Yeah, in the National League, I don't like the designated hitter. Maybe I'm just a National League guy, you know. But uh, it takes out a component of the game. You know, that I think matters. You always knew the pitcher was coming up. The pitcher spot was coming up. There was always the bunt sacrifices, all kind. Now that's gone. Especially with players like Shohei. Yeah, now you go get the greatest hitter in the league and just let him sit the bench the whole game, but he just gets to get up and hit. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it, but I'm a purist. Anyway, uh, and uh, being the, the Dodger fan that I am, I don't know. Maybe they should take, they're saying $650 million-ish is the ballpark that he, you know, might own. I think that costs more than many of the ballparks around here. I think so, too. That might even cost more than the California Angels. Uh, whatever he is worth, though, he's worth it at this point. Is he? Yeah, see, he, yeah, I don't know. I remember, uh, remember, I know everybody, we'll get to the issues here in a moment. It is Open Line Friday, so if you're just like, I'm not a baseball person, uh, I'm going to change the subject. That's what today is for. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Anything you want to talk about, we'll talk about this today. But we're we're kind of sports friends around here, Wilbert and Jose and everybody. We're kind of curious you know, and then as a Dodger fan, as I was about to say, who is it? Who's the guy they got from uh, the Padres years ago? Who was a great pitcher, led him to the World Series, and then they the Dodgers spent, I think, was the biggest contract in history, and he got nothing. Uh, Kevin Brown, yeah, remember that? I think uh, I think that that what the Dod- Kevin Brown was amazing with the Padres. They went to the World Series in 1998, right, with him, and then the Dodgers signed him for at the time. I think it was 100 million dollars, biggest contract ever at the time, and I think they wound up with some uh, broken porcelain in the bathroom, if I recall. That's what they ended up with. <clears throat> you really got to be a sports fan to be following me with that. All right, so we'll get to something else here. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Open phone Friday. <laughs> We'll stay caught up with the uh, the Shohei Otani story. Rumor was he's going to Toronto. That was the rumor this morning, but that got rejected. There's no way he's going to Toronto. I'm just I just want to put that out there. Unless it's just biggest, con- maybe they're going to give him the team. He's going to own a Canadian baseball team. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. It is Christmas season, of course, and uh, you know one of the things that is going on here in the Southland. Maybe this is going on everywhere else. Uh, that's pretty wild is people are stealing Christmas decorations right right off of uh, people's porches. Have you seen this? It is uh, it's very incredible. Video from a Moreno Valley neighborhood shows thieves stealing Christmas decorations from outside a family's home. And the Christmas scrooges didn't even stop there. So there's video and this, you know, there's video of everything now because everybody has the, you know, the camera on their on their porch. 
And people all over, especially in uh, Southern California and L.A., they're just robbing people's Christmas decorations right off the porch. A group of guys was on my lawn and on my neighbors as well, and that they had unplugged from the extension cord two of our inflatables. On the first day of December, it wasn't long before the Grinch paid a visit to this Moreno Valley neighborhood. In fact, he wasn't alone. Alexandra Falcon surveillance cameras capturing at least two people stealing Christmas decorations on Calle Vejar. Two people. So, radio, so, like, so people are going on there as, you know, as a team. There's one video I watched where a guy goes on somebody's porch and they had like the six foot tall Santa Claus, taller than the guy. He grabs the Santa Claus and then carries it under his arm and sprints across the lawn. And he's got like a Toyota Corolla or something with the seats laid down. He pops open the trunk, shoves it in there head first, jumps in the car and takes off. Just robs the Santa Claus from the front porch of somebody's house. What is up with us? And, the, you know, the break-ins are, are getting pretty bad, you know, as uh, – as the crime is increasing uh, in our area. Video from a video from on, a Moreno thing. Valley neighborhood. The wrong thing. Here we go. I'm imagining if we were home, what would it happen? And you have a go. newborn baby. Yeah, newborn baby. They went into the room. They broke ornaments. They broke uh, the drawers. It's just I don't understand uh, why. L.A. became like this. This man, uh, uh, armed robbers, came in and destroyed the Christmas stuff in the house. They came in the house to uh, rob them. This is a uh, wild time that we are in. Have you uh, had any uh, any of your Christmas ornaments stolen uh, out there? I mean, I know there's competition, you know, with the neighbors, if you are into that, to uh, decorate. Uh, and I know it's expensive. Man, we were in uh, Home Depot, and you can buy Christmas, you know, you know, these animatronic figures to put out on your lawn and they cost a million dollars. Like who's doing this? Like, wouldn't you rather have just a gift card or something to Home Depot or to a restaurant? I mean, it costs the same to go out to eat these days. Um, in fact, uh, you probably have to be Shohei Otani to actually afford to go out to eat, even McDonald's if you got a family of four. All right, it's Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. Um, Mia, our, Mia, who is our call screener today, she says that uh, she had Halloween decorations stolen. People stole your Halloween decorations? I can only see Mia through the grass. You, you find people get to talk through the glass or the grass. We're just outside. I gave up the secret. We're in a meadow somewhere uh, doing the show. No, through the glass here. That's terrible. I'm sorry to hear that. What did they take? You'll have to type it to me. But uh, <laughs> there's a there's a bit of this that's kind of funny to me, though. It should not be funny. But you're you're stealing people's Santa Claus. There's another video. Have you seen it? Where somebody bought a Christmas tree. So they buy the Christmas tree. It's tied to the roof of their car, like you do. And they go shop somewhere else. They're probably going to buy their ornaments or they're buying gifts or they're somewhere at the Walmart. And they got the tree and they're in the store. A car pulls up next to them. They untie the Christmas tree that's on top of another car and put it on their car and drive away. That's incredible. What are we doing? What's happened to us? Has this, has this always been who we are or are we and we're just now seeing it more because there's a camera everywhere or is this new? You know, I, I think it's probably new. 888-528-2557. I'll get your call here, uh, Marianne, in just a second. Uh, yeah, Mia, welcome to the... those, like, fake tombstones that you put in the They grass stole your fake Halloween tombstones on the grass? What did the they tombstones say? Were they the funny ones, or were they just sort of generic? Generic ones and a funny one, and we put them out, and then 
maybe like a day or two later, we noticed they were gone. <laughs> Grave robbers right there, right in your front robbers. yard. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, what, why would people do that? You just ruin somebody else's thing, right? I mean, those, those little gravestones, what do they cost? You know, $5 or something? About five, five bucks. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. We, we need to do better. All right, 888-528-2557, Open Line Friday, Pastor Scott Show. Marianne and Chatsworth, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you. Hi, Marianne. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm okay. I have a question for you. I have a very, very Christian uh, friend, and I was shocked because they don't celebrate Christmas at all because they say it's not in the Bible. Christ was born on Christmas, not on Christmas. Christ was born, and Christ died on the cross, but they don't celebrate Christmas. Easter either. And I'm wondering, they say they celebrate his birthday every single day. But that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, Christmas is in the Bible because we have the story of Jesus' birth, which literally is actually Christmas. Uh, and Easter is in the Bible, although it's probably more accurate to call it Resurrection Sunday. Uh, right, you know, right, for sure in the Bible. Now, the, the thing is, is that we have a much better idea of when Resurrection Sunday actually was because of its relationship to Passover. Okay, so we, we know that it would be one of those springtime-ish uh, days, okay? It can be as early right, as, right. I think, the last weekend of February and then all the way into April, I think. Uh, that's why Easter yeah. moves around. Uh, Christmas Day, like the actual day that Jesus was born, we don't know what day that was. Probably not. No. But... Christians, followers of Jesus, have celebrated both of those events um, ever since the beginning. Now, they didn't celebrate it with Christmas trees, and they didn't celebrate it with ornaments, and there certainly was no Santa Claus um, and other things. There was gift-giving, um, and, uh, you know, at Christmas time, there's a pagan background to Christmas. So the—and there are a lot of Christians who uh, object— with reason, I think, to the commercialization of Christmas, right? There's so much about yeah, Christmas time yeah. that has nothing to do with Jesus. Uh, yes. You know, and I get that. And I think that we have to make sure that as we have a cultural celebration of of the Christmas time, that we recognize there's no Christmas, even a secular version, if there was no birth of Christ and the seriousness of that. So I, what I would say for your friends is we have to respect people's other people's views. Roman, Romans 14 even tells us to not get into disputes about disputable matters and to respect you know, other people's kind of views on this. So what I would tell you is go ahead and respect them you know, with I that. Do. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. And, and I would just say, you know, use that as a way. And when I think about that, and I'm a pastor, right? So we have church and there's always a tension about how much in a church service do you, you, know, do you sing uh, Mel Torme's A Christmas Song? at a church event, chestnuts roasting on an open fire, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite line of that is, uh, Tiny Tots with her eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. And I always think, I'd find it hard to sleep too if my eyes were all aglow. Yeah, that'd be really <laughs> difficult. Uh, you know, there's those kinds of, of tensions. But, uh, you know, for, I think what you got to do is do what you think is right for you and your family with respect to your conscience with the Lord. And can you... Are you able to remove all of that stuff 
and really focus on the importance of Christ's birth and what it means. See, the, the themes, and I think one of the reasons that the, the world cannot avoid Christmas, even from a secular standpoint, is that the themes of Christmas, hope and joy and peace, the idea of light coming into the world, all of the great themes are what we all want, right? Everybody wants that. The problem is is, right. is that we don't all see that it's only going to ultimately occur because of what the Christ child was able to do. Uh, for sure. sins. Um, so I guess my thought is, you know, for people who have some different views, you'll have people with different views on, do you teach Santa Claus to your kids or not? You know, do you participate in, in that? Um, people have uh, different points of view. I was in a church one time uh, and somebody got up in the church service. This is a long, long time ago and it was not my church, another place, and told, and all the kids were in there, all the little kids. And she, without telling anybody, got up and announced there's no such thing as, you know, who, and uh, and I say that because there's kids listening, perhaps, and I don't want to be this person. And man, that there was a fight about that. But there are people on both sides, you know. Uh, I think it's really important, most of all, though, that we make it clear what the Christmas story really is. That this is enduring. That the gift giving and the Santa Claus and the Christmas trees and the Falderall, uh, that doesn't matter. What matters is Jesus came into the world. He was announced by messengers. He is the promised Messiah. History records uh, this event and his life, and it matters. Maybe a longer answer yeah. than you were looking for, but it's not, it's not unusual you know that somebody won't. Easter's different. I'm surprised they don't do that, but it's correct that every day is Resurrection Sunday, you know, if you look at it that way. Yes, that, yeah. And I respect what they say, and I respect what they do. Absolutely bottom line, because they are some of the best Christians I know. But just to say, I don't, you know, I don't to celebrate Christmas because it's not in the Bible and it doesn't tell us exactly what day and they say, well, we've studied and this man, whoever he is, has said that it doesn't happen on the 25th, so we're not going to. Yeah, I think um, it's, at some point early Christians picked that day because it was taking over a a pagan um another pagan holiday, and they replaced it. So it kind of was something that worked in the culture, that the story of Jesus was more powerful than whatever the story was before that. Um, right. And that's the reason, and that's not a bad reason historically. And, and we know that God, just through the scriptures, right, is not opposed to festivals, and he's not opposed to holidays that commemorate certain events. So, Well, know. they also don't dance at a wedding, and they don't play music because they say that it's um, it's not in God's. How would you say it? It's not what God wants. Yeah, well, there are there are um, denominations who would believe to in non instrumental worship music. You know, so if you go to those churches, everybody's a cappella. Um, and oh yeah, you know, and I've done that before. And the amazing thing is, everybody's singing, and it's fantastic for a while. You know, I, I my personal thought of it, but then it's sort of like, well, why isn't there? anything. There's no piano or guitar, nothing. Uh, the Bible clearly has instruments also. Uh, so that would be my, my opinion is the Bible calls us to pick up the, uh, you know, the stringed instruments and, and everything. But once again, you have to respect uh, people's different way of doing things. And ultimately, you know, what makes a person a follower of Jesus is what they believe in their heart. And they might worship differently, and they might recognize specific events differently, but a person is saved because they accept the grace of Christ. 
and however they decide to worship. And there's a whole bunch of different worship traditions and different things, right? Um, I think God enjoys the variety sometimes, I think, uh, of that. Um, but what he wants for us is the uh, understanding that that Jesus is the Savior, that he is Lord, that he died for our sins, that he is the one uh, and the only one who saves us. And however you celebrate that, I mean, that's the most important thing, I think. I got to go into a break. Marianne, I appreciate that. I know a lot of people think that differently. And I've got my own opinions and different things, but we we have to recognize the simplicity of the gospel is what it matters the most. I got to take a break. I'll get to your calls, Shelley and others, when we come back. It's Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557. You can watch us right now on kkla.com, and you can follow me on the socials, uh, Instagram, X, and Facebook, at Pastor Scott Show, at Pastor Scott Show. We'll be right back on Open Line Friday. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today. 888-528-2557, Open Line Friday. Uh, we'll talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. You know, we, one of the things we've been talking about is the, uh, I don't want to say if it's an epidemic, but there's so much... Uh, theft of Christmas decorations. And, you know, you you want to get your Christmas decorations out there and still enjoy it. Don't worry about the thefts or replace them if they uh, walk away. So I want to tell you about uh, Aldic Homes pre-Christmas sale. They right now at Aldic Home, they've got 30% off of ornaments, ribbons, holiday decor, and more. And the sale is going on all the way until Christmas. And Christy and I went to the Aldic Home Van Nuys showroom. In fact, I'm going to be doing the show from there next Friday. It's truly awe-inspiring, that place. They've got the biggest, most amazing displays of Christmas decorations that will fill you with the holiday spirit. They did me. We got we went there a few weeks ago just to get in the mood for Christmas time, and it was great. They've got thousands of ornaments. There are 60, 60 fully decorated trees that are custom designed and made exclusively for Aldic Home, every size and every style. They're on display in their massive lot in their line of AH Gold Label Christmas trees are the best quality you'll find anywhere. Your tree and your decorations will last for years. So hurry in and save 40% off the best quality artificial Christmas trees in the country and 30% off ornaments, ribbons, holiday decor, and more. There really is no place like Aldic Home for the Holidays. You can visit them online at aldikhome.com. Uh, tell them Scott Furrow sent you. That's aldikhome.com. All right, everybody. Open line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you would like to talk about. <laughs> 888-528-2557. Uh, listener Todd also texts in. He says that my parents had uh, yard reindeer that light up at night. I've seen those in a lot of different places. And his dad had to put chains around them so they wouldn't wander off. Uh, and they, But they were old and they needed to be replaced. So last year, uh, his dad, he says he writes, his dad found some on Black Friday, but mom doesn't like them, the new ones, I guess. So mom said, don't chain them up because hopefully someone will steal these too. Have <laughs> you ever had something that you kind of hope somebody walks away with? I've had a couple of cars that I prayed that someone would steal. But, uh, you know, 888-528-2557. Shelly in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, how are you? I'm good, Shelly. How are you? Uh, same position. I actually called you before Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, I told you how my son and I were homeless. Yes. I don't know if you remember. I think I do. You did say a very nice prayer for me. Mm. Um, 
Still homeless. Okay. Uh, I guess <laughs> I've been following you guys or listening to you guys for a couple years now. I don't know what church to go to. There's many of you that I like and I hear, but for some reason I feel, I don't know. I guess I can talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds funny, but I don't know where you have a church at to go to um, or where you pastor. And I don't have a Bible. When I lost my house, my apartment in Granada Hills, I lost everything in it. I wasn't able to move anything out. Um, I wanted to ask you, I've been on out here for about four months. And now it's passing Christmas, um, and I did get, uh, I was okay to go to the Trivec Center, but they had some rules that I couldn't have my car on the lot, and I, that's the only thing I own, and that's mm. where everything, all my stuff is. Okay. So me putting it on the street in that area, if anybody knows that area, is not, you know, the greatest area was the truth. Right. Um, and I didn't want to, and I couldn't have both of my dogs. Uh, one is my son's, but he, you know, is, is, you know, can't have it either. So no. I have it with me with my other one. And are you, uh, I, if I remember right, your son's working, correct? My son was, yes, but this is the saddest thing. So he did have a job, mm-hmm. uh, but because I was spending the night in the car, they didn't like that. And they uh, they let him go. Well, that's not right so, that they did that. No, uh, but no. you know what? That's that's life. I'm learning. Where do you, um, you said you've been in town for four months? Where are you from? Where'd you come from? Well, I grew up in. So I was born in Sun Valley. And where where again? It clicked uh, out a little bit. Sun Valley, California. Oh, in Sun Valley. Okay. Yeah. So you're from California. And I, you didn't yeah, come here I'm from, from California. Okay. All right. No, no, yeah. And I am injured. I have a really bad knee that twists. Um, and I have a large uh, cut. I think it's all, it's all on the same leg. It's from, the, from falling at, when I was at my apartment. Okay. Um, also from some battery that happened with my now ex-husband. Um, I, yeah, adultery, and I don't want to... I heard somebody else talking on a channel before you about adultery and being right with God so that it wasn't that it was their fault if they got divorced, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah. So what um, you, you asked uh, how we can maybe help you. I can, I can get you a Bible. Um, where, what part yeah. of LA are you staying in? Uh, well, I'm in my car at the Chatsworth. Um, you're I, don't in, know if I should say that out loud. Yeah. But, well, you're in the, you just the area you're in the Chatsworth area. Yeah out there have yeah. you have you tried uh some rescue missions i think there's a good one in san fernando um somewhere have you tried those places they won't let you keep the dogs that's been some of the problem um yeah i mean there's a whole there's a there's a place right up the street from me literally mm-hmm. that um is like there they have hotels i guess they made a hotel into a shelter for homeless people and yeah yeah and i thought they could only stay three months um because, like I said, I did get invited. I got able to go to the Trivec Center, except for they had, like, the, the car couldn't be on the lot. I couldn't have both the dogs. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I, I, 
I mean, I am homeless. I don't want to be homeless. It's, it's not what I want to do or be, except for, unfortunately, like I said, if I, this is all I have. So yeah. If I park my car on the street, it gets stolen, then what do I do? I'm fighting Social Security, so that's, you know, for my leg. I mean, I don't, there's so many things I am so new at, and, and I guess being, you know, being one of God's children, I am, I try to talk to him and ask him, what have I done? Yeah. You know, I'm really sorry for your, your situation. You know, it's, you have to make some hard choices, uh, Shelly. And, you know, the most important thing for you and your son, really, just as far as physical needs, is going to be shelter. And, yes, I you agree. Know, and, an, and an address, you know, a place to, you know, I, I'm guessing in the Trebek Center you've got uh, showers and the ability to have an address and to do all of that. And if the rules are, you know, no dogs and stuff, that would be heartbreaking to to have to give away your dogs. But, you know... The situation you're in requires, I think, some hard decisions like that to make. Um, and, yeah, and, no, I mean, I, I don't want to sound like I'm being pretty no, no, or I, I'm too I don't, good I don't or, say that. I'm not saying that at all. No, I know, yeah. I know. But just in general, I, I understand the rules, and I don't mind them, except for there was a couple of them that, you know, the, the, the little things they don't tell you about. Like um, one of them was, We'll keep you here for three months, and then we'll find you housing, which is great. That's great. But the problem is, is that if you don't have the only pay for housing, I thought you could still get like either low income apartments or something like that. I guess I'm, you know, mm-hmm. way over that. <laughs> but uh, or Section Eight vouchers. Yeah. But uh, they don't give any of that out anymore. So you stay. You get. They give you a place. You, um, you stay, they pay it for two months and I'm not saying I want them to pay it the rest of my life. No, Uh, but you have to be on something like social security or, or something. Are you getting social security? No, I've been fighting them for a year and a half now. How old are you? If you don't mind me asking that rude question, are you old enough to receive it or are you trying to get it earlier? No, I'm 49. Okay. And it's disability. So you're looking for disability. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're going to listen, walk far yeah. out of a cane. And so, yeah, Shelly, I, I need wondering to if, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just wondering if there was somewhere else, I mean, or something else, or I mean, any, I don't know. Well, Here's what you can do. I don't know. You've got a car. Okay. You can try some different places. Okay. You're, you're not terribly far as far as miles go from, uh, you know, the uh, Union Rescue Mission, it's in downtown, though. It's on Skid Row. It's in a more dangerous neighborhood. Um, I don't know, and I don't know what their rules are as far as dogs and cars, okay? But the most, you know, what you have to do in your situation is prioritize the needs that you have, and that sometimes means you have to let go of things, and it's painful. But you need shelter. You need an address. Your son needs that. And those are the places that whenever something is available, the low-income housing or the help that you might need with disability and Social Security, those people can help you, and it puts you in a position where you're, you're better able to get that help. It's still hard, and there's a lot of problems 
you know, in uh, our town with how we're dealing with homeless and stuff, you know, millions yeah. of dollars is being spent to hardly house anybody, right? So it's a big problem. But yeah. you're you're in a situation where you are better off than a lot of people. So what I would say is, I agree. Yeah, you gotta you you have to make the decision to do whatever it takes. You got to have shelter. You got to be able to eat. You have to be able to bathe and have your clothes cleaned so that your son can work, so that you can be presentable. There's a whole lot of things. And even the Trebek Center and other places, I think, can help you with that. But you are going to have to follow whatever rules these places have. Their rules are there, even if you don't like it. I got to go to a break in a minute. You asked me for a Bible. Do you have an address? Yes. Um, Yes, I do, but I have to look it up on the phone. Yeah. Do Do you have Internet access? If you go to listen, if you go to harvest.org slash Bible, harvest.org slash Bible on the internet, you can that's Harvest Church, Greg Glory's church, harvest harvest.org slash Bible. They'll send you a free Bible. You just put your address in there and do that. If you can't do that, uh, send me an email, Pastor Scott at KKLA.com, and we'll see what we can do. Shelly, thank you for calling, and I'll, we'll pray for you. We'll be right back, Pastor Scott Show. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. And uh, before the break, we're talking to Shelly, who is homeless, living in her car. And uh, I wanted you to know that during the break, I was able to talk with her for a little bit and we prayed and and uh, she you know we i think we got her squared away with uh, getting her a bible and uh, also helping her with some other things so when you think about it you know, when people call sometimes and they've got things that are difficult to handle obviously from the the radio but when you're in a situation like she's in one of the things i encourage her with is you just have to prioritize and do things in an order and that's really hard and it's hard i think a lot of the situations i've been in the situation not like her or nothing like that but where if I don't do things in order of priority for my life, food and housing, I was in terrible debt once. And it was a bad, bad thing. Like I was rolling pennies for gas, right? It was a rough time. Uh, you know, the paid payday loan places I was doing, I was remembering this for some reason earlier today, just the things that I did to stay afloat. And it was killing me. It was horrible. I know a lot of you are in that situation. And the only reason I'm not in that situation is I had to sacrifice everything. I had I actually had no car for a while. I had so many things that I had to do in a certain order to get out of that. And it was not easy. Um, and I probably had it better than uh, some people um, with, you know, a little bit of help here and there. But it was it was very, very hard. But if I hadn't done that in the order of priority of shelter, food, transportation, you know, being able to take care of uh, myself so I can keep a job, those kinds of things. If you don't do that, then you're in a lot of trouble and you're, you get in a worse trouble if like in some situations where you've got injuries, you're older, you've got, it, it gets very hard. And that's something for wherever we're at, we have to find a way to stay, um, uh, number one, faithful to Christ and to trust that if we do things, you know, that are just very simple, we make the hard decisions and trust him along the way, uh, he does work it out. Um, and, it, you know, everybody's got a different situation. But keep her in prayer and uh, others. We know that. All right, 888-528-2557. It's Open Line Friday. 
Let me get to your calls here. Some of you have been holding for a while. Thank you. George, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Oh, hi, Pastor Scott. George, how are you? Uh, Oh, just fine, thank you. Uh, There was a lady before this last one. uh, She was talking with you about Christmas trees, and, and she said that she couldn't find anything in the Bible. Well, back quite a few years ago in my Bible study, I come across, uh, I forget, it, it was either uh, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, or somewhere in there. It says there was a people in the land that go out into, into the wilderness, they cut down a tree, then they take it and uh, they, they decorate it with much silver and gold, and they nail uh, a stand and uh, set it erect. Yeah, that's in Jeremiah, actually, Jeremiah chapter 10. Oh, is it? Yep. I've looked and looked and looked, and I couldn't find Jeremiah it. Jeremiah chapter 10 is where oh, that is. okay. And you know, what's interesting it's is it sounds thing. it sounds like a Christmas tree, obviously, and decorating yeah, trees is uh, not something that's unique to Christmas or any particular culture. It's an obvious thing, I think, that people have done over time. Uh, it's not Christmas uh, trees, uh, though, that that verse is describing literally, right? It's... Oh, but it's a custom. What would you think? I would think it's a custom of of decorating trees. They decorate with silver and gold. They fasten mm-hmm. it with nails and hammers so it will not topple. They're upright uh-huh. like a uh-huh. palm tree. But it, it's not talking about Christmas. Uh, you know, it's talking. It is talking about decorating a tree. And like I said, you know, the idea of decorating a tree to celebrate something and to even cut one down and put it in your house or put it nearby. That's something that people mm-hmm. have figured out they can do to celebrate, you know, a lot of things. Um, uh-huh. And uh, but the part of the problem is when you really look at it. Uh, you know, first of all, Christmas trees happened a long time after Christ's uh, life on Earth. Okay, long, long time after oh, yes. that. So certainly not yes, in time uh-huh. of Jeremiah. Um, well, I had this. You're I dealing had this, with. I yeah. had this. <laughs> Yes, I well, I had this Bible, and it was given to me. My grandfather passed away back in early 60s, and my grandmother, she gave that to me, and she said that uh, I'm sure that your grandfather would like for you to have this. And uh, she said that uh, it was uh, she had gotten it uh, for her wedding, for a wedding gift to him, Back in uh, the 20s mm. or the teens. Yeah, long time ago. You know, family Bibles are very yeah. precious. They're very, very precious. Yes. Uh, well, a family member so of mine sent me, me one that we didn't even know existed, and it's amazing. Yeah, that was so precious to me. And so I had it stolen off of me. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I was riding George. a bike uh, for for some time, and, and so I had a bag, two bags on my bike, and because I'd done a little shopping. And, yeah. And so when I came out, things were gone. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm really sorry I about had a that. Lot of, I had a lot of good markings yeah. and things. And well, you know what? Here's, here's what how I would... That really, yeah. really come to me, really hit me. Hey, George, I want, there's been people on hold yes. for a while, so I want to go to them. But let me, let me yes. give you this idea here. Maybe the person who stole your Bible noticed some of those markings and maybe God used your markings to show them who he was through his word. Like you, it's possible. I'm not saying it happened for sure, but if somebody steals a Bible, that's an odd thing to steal. 
and maybe they happened to open it and saw some of your markings and uh, it blessed them. And if they knew who you were or how to give it back, maybe they would do that. But, uh, you know, I would just ask God to and pray for that person, even though that person, this might have happened a long time ago. Uh, you never know what kinds of things might happen uh, through those events. There could be somebody out there giving their testimony right now. And what they're saying is, I stole a Bible, and it was a family Bible, and I opened it, and I got saved because of what I read, because some stranger who I don't know highlighted a verse that I read. I was born in the church. I was born in the church. George, I I appreciate your call, and I want to go to the rest of uh, our calls here before we run out of time. All right, God bless you, and have a Merry Christmas if I don't talk to you before that. 888-528-2557. Derek and Downey, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, uh, this is actually my first time. All right. Hey, Derek, I'm going to give you the first-time caller fanfare. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. You know, you were discussing um, the, uh, you know, the people still in the Christmas things. Yeah. Uh, and I was talking to the woman on the phone that answered. I was talking, I went back to Halloween, actually, because, I mean, that <laughs> that's a disturbing holiday, man. I mean, it's, it's disturbing. <laughs> yes. And, you know, no, I told her, okay, so I do, uh, I do Uber Eats. So I see a lot of crazy stuff, right? I'm here. I'm here, like from you know, sun up to sun down, early morning. You know, you name it. It's a you know, I'm out. So I went to one house in particular to deliver an order, and they had some type of an evil guy. Now these are animatronic too. You know, yeah. they weren't animated at yeah. the time, but it was an evil guy. He's got a little baby girl in one hand. By her hair, she's hanging in her little pink onesie. Like the face, uh, and the look on her face is just, she's in pain. She's terrified. And he's got another one, which he's holding by the feet, upside down. And so I don't know what it does, if it shakes them, what it does, but this is something, somebody paid hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars for this to set in their yard. And that was the, the only one. I mean, they had some pretty stuff. I mean, this stuff like... um you know, it's, yeah. It's, 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 There's some pretty disturbing, looks, disturbing real. things real, these days. You know? Yeah. It looks real. It All looks right. Real. And, it, and it's like, um, you know, for me, I mean, I'm not holier than thou, but I really don't want to bring that, you know, um, stuff that, you know, into my, into my house, into my yard, really, you know, I mean, I really yeah. have to you know, Derek, you you probably see some crazy stuff out there and decorations and all kinds of things at Halloween, even Christmas. There's some weird stuff out there. Uh, I don't know why anybody wants to steal it. I guess I do if it's hundreds of dollars, even if it's some ugly animatronic on somebody's yard. I guess you could sell it. Um, but, uh, you know, it, we live in a world where we maybe you should think about it as you deliver. There might be certain people who have that kind of thing on their yard, and you might say, I'm going to pray for that person. I don't know them, but. Every day when I have a delivery there, I'm going to pray for them and give you a little ministry with it. That's what. That's exactly what I was yeah. telling All right, them. Derek, I got a bunch of calls. I want to get to uh, calls here. We're almost out of time. And uh, Terry, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. We just have a few seconds here, Terry. Yes, sir. Go ahead and uh, turn down your radio, Terry. Turn down your radio. All right, go ahead, Terry. Yep, go ahead. California and KKLA ready for disaster. Well, I don't hear you too well. You're talking about a disaster you think's coming? 
Yes, earthquakes. The buildings, islands, and mountains please away. The Bible says earthquakes in diverse places. Yeah, they're right? going to happen. You know, we, we should be prepared for that. Terry, I can't hear you too well. I appreciate your call on that. You know, on those uh, things, people make predictions about um, disasters and stuff that, uh, you know, whatever the prediction is, we know that there's going to be earthquakes. And we know in California we're going to have an earthquake. Whatever the the reason is, however it fits into God's hands, it's not a, uh, you know, if it's in God's plan, it's not a surprise that we're going to have an earthquake. It's a real good idea to be prepared uh, for that with water and food and a way to cook, those kinds of things. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm about out of time. Oscar, I got a few seconds for you in San Gabriel. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Pastor, love your show. I just wanted two special requests for prayers. I wanted to see if I could uh, get a prayer for Israel and for Donald J. Trump. Well, we, we, all right. All right, Oscar. Thank you very much for your call there. You know, the Bible tells us to pray for Israel and it tells us to pray for our, our, all of our leaders. And, uh, so we want to pray for potential presidents and, uh, the candidates and the current president. And, you know, that, that sometimes people don't like praying for presidents that they don't support, but the Bible doesn't tell us to choose which ones or only pray for the ones that uh, we like. It doesn't say you need to pray that they're successful with evil things. You pray that they're successful with good things, that they seek the Lord for wisdom and that they change their minds. So keep all of those guys in your prayers. It's important. All right, we'll be back with Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show. will be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.